Welcome to the awesome pod makes you are listening to Abby. The idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and TV shows made me feel when I watched them for the very first time. A reputed filmmaker once said, "When a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience, it's the triumph of the filmmaker. That's the magic of cinema. I love the magic of cinema." Today I'll be talking about the fourth episode of Marvel Studios Echo. Whether Marvel creates movies or TV shows, they are all cinematic. This episode's title is Taloa, written by Ken Christensen, Josh Feldman, and Chantel M. Wells. The episode is directed by Sydney Freeland. This too is a Kevin Feige production. The episode begins with a flashback scene from 2008 in New York City. A young Maya goes up to an ice cream seller after school. She signs and points to the ice cream flavor that she wants. The ice cream seller is awfully rude to her. I wish they had shown one close-up shot of Maya showing how hurt she felt. An upset Maya rushes back to Wilson Fisk in the car. Wilson Fisk makes Maya wait in the car saying uncle has something he needs to do. If Wilson Fisk really cared about Maya, he would have helped her get the ice cream from the seller. Instead he grabs the ice cream seller and drags him into the alley. Fisk bashes the ice cream seller and continues to do so until the blood spatters all over his white suit. He calls his driver to bring him a new jacket because he doesn't want Maya to see him like this. When Fisk finishes the call and turns, Maya is standing right there. Wilson Fisk says, "Don't be afraid." Maya is anything but afraid. She runs toward Fisk and kicks the ice cream seller. She then holds Wilson Fisk's hand and walks away with him. I understand Maya was hurt and she needed to express her feelings but not choose violence. It's okay to get angry but not physically hurt others. Sometimes even I feel like smashing people's head against the wall like watermelons but I don't do it. That's not who I am. The scene transitions to a night scene in 2021. That means 3 years after the snap. Wilson Fisk raises a toast to Maya for successfully finishing her final lesson. Maya reacts surprised. He assures her they'll still have their Sunday evening dinners but her tutelage has come to an end. Wilson Fisk says, "You and I, we are the only ones we can trust. That's your final lesson." Wilson Fisk dismisses the interpreter. The interpreter begs for her life but is mercilessly shot as Wilson Fisk nonchalantly eats his dinner. That's like a stone cold Slytherin. We now resume from where we left off in the previous episode. Maya picks up her jacket, bag and helmet and steps away from Fisk. Fisk's men grab Maya. Wilson Fisk opens a case and puts a contact lens in Maya's left eye. I was like there must be a tracker in it for him to track her. Fisk puts an earpiece so that Maya's sign language can be translated to him. The lens in Maya's eye projects augmented sign language on behalf of Fisk for Maya. So Fisk couldn't learn ASL for her and he calls her family. Nice. If you were unable to figure the tone I was being sarcastic. Wilson Fisk asks, "Can we talk? What's there to talk?" How can you possibly justify killing Maya's father? When Maya asks what's all this, Fisk says it's a gift. He commissioned a few accessories to communicate with no go between. Learn ASL instead, you jerk. Maya thought Wilson Fisk was dead. 
We didn't get any on-screen explanation about how Fisk survived. We just saw a couple of hospital shots with the IV dripping and the EKG monitor beeping. Fisk is here to have their Sunday family dinner that they just established in the flashback scene. Maya reminds Fisk that it's just Thursday but she still lets him into her house. Wilson Fisk reveals he's not angry with Maya despite the souvenir she left him. You're in no position to be angry anyway. Fisk is under the delusion that there's a part of Maya that's happy to see that he's still alive. You couldn't be further from the truth. Obviously, Maya is not happy, but Wilson Fisk has to gaslight and manipulate people. He feels the expression on her face was of relief. She raised her hand in violence. Maya reminds him that their actions were always violent. Fisk is under the impression that she thought they were heroic. That was clearly a thing of the past. Fisk claims to have her back and couldn't stand to see her get hurt. Well, you should have thought about it before ordering to kill her father. That's a pretty hurtful move. Maya drains Fisk's wine down the sink. Fisk has a preposition for Maya. He's willing to hand over the empire to her but wants her to return to New York with him. All he wants to do is control her and make her bend to his will. Don't entertain him, Maya. Don't even listen to him. Maya visits Henry and discusses the Wilson Fisk preposition. Henry's first reaction is, Please tell me you are not that stupid. Exactly my thoughts. Maya takes offense to that. Just because you think I can't. Henry clarifies, I know you can. That's what scares me. The song That Empty Feeling by Ronnie Duff plays. Henry continues, You know why I'm 45 and alone? Because everyone I care about was taken away by him. After your father died, I tried to get out. But Fisk threatened to kill me if I did. So I came back here and did his dirty work. And I don't want you to become me. I wanted to see that scene instead of hearing it in dialogue. We never got to see Henry in Hawkeye or during any flashback scenes. Maya feels Henry is not concerned because he abandoned her in New York. Henry understands Maya's feelings and apologizes to her. He was confused and scared back then. How I love their scenes together. The song Sing to Me by Kelly Jean plays at Chak Ta Pow Wow. Caroline asks Chula to hand over a bulb. Chula gets a vision of Clay being Chafa, Tuklo, Young Chula and Loak. Maya gets the same vision at the same exact time. It appears that Maya is having a seizure. Henry tries to take care of Maya. He drives Maya to Chula's home. Maya regains consciousness and reacts surprised seeing herself outside Chula's home. Henry explains that there's something going on and Chula can help Maya. When did Chula get back from the powwow? Maya reveals about her dreams that she sees when she's asleep and awake. It has only gotten intense like she's losing her mind. She describes seeing a bunch of people she doesn't recognize in a place she's never been before, like cave collapsing and woman braiding her hair. It's been happening to her since she got to Tamaha. Chula says, everything makes sense now. What you're describing is what I saw on the night I gave birth to your mother. Chula further explains that there were complications with her pregnancy so she was brought to a forest. She sees the sunlight filtering through the trees which transitions to the lights in the cave. It was a life and death ordeal. Chula says, 
Talowa came to this world and set about lifting the pain of others. She had a gift. She was a healer. So she's like Julieta Madrigal from the movie Encanto. You know Mirabel's mother who could heal people with her cooked food. Chula talks about the unbreakable connection between a mother and a child. Chula was shattered when Maya's mom was killed. Even she wanted to die. Maya accuses Chula for disowning her. Chula clarifies that she was upset with Maya's father and not Maya. Chula couldn't bear to be around Maya because she was too much like her mother. She feels their past generations are echoing, reaching out to them at a time when they need them the most. Maya was a child, and after her mother, she needed her grandma the most. I understand Chula had to process her grief of losing her daughter, but Maya has every right to be upset. Maya walks out of the house. Henry checks with Maya how her chat with Chula went. Maya reveals it was exhausting. The song "Down to the River to Pray" by Alison Krauss plays. Chula feels overwhelmed seeing a piece of clothing on a mannequin. Maya rides off on her bike. Biscuits is at a junkyard to collect spare parts for his pickup truck. Biscuits' friend Wendy says, "Everything the light touches is yours." That's a line from The Lion King. Biscuits says. Chula always says there's nothing too broke to fix. If you want it bad enough, don't throw it away. Chula makes a traditional attire for the powwow. Maya visits Wilson Fisk at the Choctaw Casino. She draws her gun and points at Fisk to kill him. Wilson Fisk can't stop manipulating Maya by claiming she's like a daughter to him. That's not how you treat your daughter, okay? Maya correctly points out that her memories with Wilson Fisk are a lie, a child's fantasy that turned a monster into a hero. Wilson Fisk is not taking any accountability. Instead, he blames Maya for her monstrous actions and even calls her a monster. Finally, Maya sees through Fisk's manipulation. She points out he isolated her; he never cared about her. That's why he got her this lens instead of learning ASL. Wilson Fisk reacts infuriated when his tactics don't work on Maya. He now reveals how he killed his father with a hammer because his father abused his mother. Despite Netflix's Daredevil being canon to the MCU, this hammer is not the same as it was in that show. Wilson Fisk hands over the hammer to free Maya and himself. Man, he's twisted. His emotional manipulation is all about control and not freedom, as he claims. Maya puts the hammer back on the table. Wilson Fisk believes he and Maya have come a full circle, and he wants Maya to come home. Maya rides back to her house. The scene transitions from night to morning. She looks over the lake, reflecting on her time with Fisk in New York and her family back home. She then sees the face of her mother smiling before her death. Maya rides off again and passes by a sign that reads "Leaving Tamaha." Wilson Fisk waits for Maya in his private jet. Fisk's men inform him that they tailed Maya, but she's gone. Fisk is quiet for a moment, and then his rage erupts. The song "Bread and Cheese" featuring Black Bear by the Hallucination plays. The end credits begin. Until the next episode, you can listen to the awesome pod mix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Good Pods. If you like what I'm doing, you can support me on Patreon at patreon.com/awesomepodmix. Thanks for listening.